When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. June 21st, 2021, another Raw in the books. One more Raw crossed off the Thunderdome list as we inch closer and closer back to WB going home again on the road. Home again here. That's where we all are for your Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Justin LaVar, Raj Geary on the one side of me, Chuck Carroll on the other side of me. Chuck, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Glad to join you tonight. Raj? I'm doing good, too. It's been a busy, busy weekend, but... Uh... We're back, and it feels good to be back. It does feel good to, to be back. Uh, and again, I mean, the, the countdown is on. We, we've we've completed our last Thunderdome pay-per-view last night in Hell in a Cell. Thank uh, God. And, and, and we're getting closer and closer to, to Money in the Bank, which will, you know, it's crazy. Last year, they were piecing Money in the Bank together by having, you know, by, by doing cinematic at the, uh, at the Stanford headquarters. We had no idea where the light at the end of the tunnel would ever appear, and finally it's here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Last year they had that, uh, the stuff at Titan Towers and man, that feels like just ages ago. Yeah. Uh, way more than a year, man. I mean, we're talking, it feels like a decade at least. Yeah. I try to block out that, that portion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're here finally the next pay-per-view and, uh, people asking about Jack, Jack will be back next week. Um, but yeah. Raj, do you think when we get back in front of fans, do you think there'll be naturally an increase in viewership just because the show will be more enjoyable to watch? Just at least, at least initially, do you think so? I do, yeah, for sure. I, I think just, I mean, you look at the NBA and their ratings were pretty low this season, and then once they started getting the fans back, they you know they jumped up. I just think sports in general, you're going to get more casual viewers watching with the fans, and you know, kind of leaves it to the more hardcores without. So I, I think at least initially, I kind of have a feeling that Raw, um, Raw is going to be probably falling back to where it's at, uh, where it's at now. But I think there'll be a, a little increase at first. Chuck, Absolutely. You're, you're ready to, yeah, you're ready to it, give them a grace period? You're going to give them a pass on some booking when we get some fans back? 100%. <laughs> they're going to get like a, a month or a, t- a two-month window where they can essentially do no wrong in terms of viewership. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, even when they, you know, had packed arenas or, you know, at least packed on the camera side, the uh, TV audience, I mean, it just kept eroding and eroding and eroding and eroding. I don't see that trend ending anytime soon, aside from this blip that they're about to get because, you know, it hasn't changed the damn booking and so that at the end of the day is going to spell doom for the tv ratings regardless of the fact that we're finally getting light at the end of this tunnel we'll talk about ratings raj let's look at last friday aew and smackdown once again sharing the night obviously different time slots one at eight eastern one at ten eastern but uh, how did the numbers do smackdown they they did over two million viewers for the first time in over a month they did uh 2.045 million viewers on fox they had the big Hell in a Cell match, but obviously they did have the Hell in a Cell match, but they also didn't have much time to promote it. It wasn't like they were promoting it on TV the week before. So unless you were online, you wouldn't know that going in. So, you know, uh, for where they're at, it's, it's, a, it's a good number. Um, and it did a .54 rating in 18 to 49 demo. So that's up 12.5%. So uh, 
so yeah, in in that case, it was again the highest since uh, May seventh. So uh, good numbers for SmackDown. AEW, I mean, they did you know they're doing what they're doing on Friday nights. They did five hundred fifty-two thousand viewers. That's actually their best Friday night audience. Uh, while the demo was a point two zero, and all these shows on Friday nights have done either a point one nine or a point two zero. So. Uh, but that was the last Friday show. This next week, they're on Saturday nights, and then it's it's back to the normal time slot. And I, I'm sure they can't wait because they've been they've been hurt bad. I mean, they, they did, gosh, what was it, 1.2 million, you know, in, in April that one week. When uh, and and granted, that was after WrestleMania. That was the first week that NXT moved. But you know, to go from 1.2 million, then it fell to 1 million. And now, you know, doing this on a Friday night, yeah, I'm sure they want their, their viewers back. Yeah. It should be noted, too, about AEW. They uh, <clears throat> announced today they will be doing uh, the, the, the initial Rampage will be live here in Pittsburgh. They're going to do a little bit of a, a residency of doing Dynamite on Wednesday and then Rampage on Friday here in Pittsburgh. So that'll be uh, just, again, getting excited as we have, as we have you know, feelings of, of, of pre-pandemic life coming back here with, with wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Joey Adorja is asking if we're still doing the AEW podcast. That will be back uh, that week when it's back on Wednesday, so in two weeks. Very good. Do you guys get the impression, or do you agree with the criticism to some point that AEW has just been phoning it in recently with these Friday night shows? I've seen a lot of that from fans on social media. I, I, I definitely think so. I mean, you know, uh, one week Dustin Rhodes versus Nick Camarotto, uh was the main event, you know. Um it, 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 and it's it's smart not to throw out the big guns when no one's watching. You know, you kind of want to save that for for when you're back. So I, I mean, I can't blame them. I think that's the right move. But yeah, I mean, there hasn't been much must see, and and the must see stuff, the the really interesting stuff they're doing, like how Saturday Night's main event used to do, or you know, when Colbert, you know, those guys, they put the big stuff at the top of the show since it's so late, and then the viewership trails off. So, um, so yeah, I, but I, I do think that. It, it'll be different once they're back on Wednesdays, even though they have a pretty loaded dynamite coming up this Saturday with uh, Omega and uh, and Jungle Boy. Fernando Perez, dollar ninety nine super chat says, "Y'all think Woods turns on Kofi soon?" Hashtag We miss Jack. As Rasha Rasha said, Jack will be back uh, next week. But uh, yeah, let's get into this Woods and Kofi and all. That's what's going to kick off Monday Night Raw. Is we're going to see Bobby Lashley MVP and the Harem of Beauties. Uh, come out to celebrate before being interrupted by New Day. And uh, Real quick, there was one other news item uh, before we uh, jump into Raw. But uh, Karrion Cross worked a dark match tonight. He, or No, it wasn't even a dark match. He's on main event this week. He wrestled Shelton Benjamin and Bronson Reed wrestled Drew Gulak. So uh, Scarlett Bordeaux not with Karrion Cross at the taping. So... Uh, but she was also backstage. Apparently, they have some different ideas for her. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're going to be called up sooner than later. And, you know, WWE, once they're back to being in front of fans, it's kind of like this reset. They need some fresh blood. You knew with Karrion Cross from the beginning he was being groomed for this. I can't remember there being a call-up quite like this where they did kind of a soft launch on main event. Uh, I mean, this is the first time, right? Am I missing something or is this the first? There have been others. I, I know Chelsea Green in the past have worked some main event matches, but as far as like... But the NXT champion. Right, yeah, the NXT champion. While holding the title. Is... <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that would be a first, I, I, I believe. This scares me. I mean, look, I said it... Uh, I, I, Raptor Cross won it back again when he came back from injury. I said, uh, 
the next time he loses, if he loses, maybe they pull an Oscar. I said the next time he loses will be his last match in NXT. Yeah. Uh, and you know, yeah, maybe that's around SummerSlam time. But this scares me. I mean, I knew he's inevitable. He's going to come to Raw or SmackDown. But this scares me to be doing, and not that I mean, nobody's watching main event, but but just to just to see them even experimenting, I guess, with him without Scar. I don't know. I just this this worries me. Yeah, I mean, they have such a cool act. Why? You know, I think a lot of people have been saying that entrance alone would be just cool to see with fans in in a big arena, and I don't know, it's kind of like they're screwing with it already before. You know, like they're putting their WWE fingers on it uh, when they don't really need to. This is kind of their kind of act that, you know, that Vince usually likes that that would get over. Yeah, but I mean, this just it goes back to the example that we've seen time and time and time again about this separation of booking between the brands. There, There is no consistency for anybody when they get called up, apparently even with Karrion Cross, who is still the NXT champion, for goodness sakes. Yeah, it's really that's a weird one because they could have easily taken the title off of him at that last uh, the last takeover when it was the five way, right? Was it a five or a six? Five, five. five. Yeah, and and they could have easily gotten the title off of him without him getting beat. Uh, you know that would have been a perfect opportunity, but they didn't do that. So I'll say this: I, I guess to play devil's advocate to maybe not be completely doom and gloom about whatever whatever the purpose of of having him do these main event trial runs are, main event the show is, um, you know. I mean, it, 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 with the Raw and SmackDown setting, it is different than the smaller NXT setting, you know, longer entranceway. And, and all that stuff matters, mind you, to people because, you know, Cross's entrance is very, is, is, is timing is key in terms of how long it takes Scarlett to get to the ring. Then he, he pops up for his part. So I guess maybe better that they try to do this, these experiments of just seeing how it looks, again, on a show where really nobody's watching anyways, versus doing what we saw when they knee-jerk brought Ricochet and Aleister Black in and they're acting as a tag team and and you know and when, when we were watching this these experiments unfold on Raw and SmackDown and scratching our heads of what the hell is going on so I guess maybe before you do give the the true rollout of, of a carrying cross showing up on a Raw or SmackDown and hopefully it's it looks and feels like a big deal I guess maybe they can work some of these things out kind of in a, in a live dress rehearsal again on a show that's minimally watched yeah and last week they had a, a dark match before SmackDown so so yeah, it does kind of feel like they might just be working out the kinks. So we'll see. Uh, Four ninety nine from just Stella Justin Lopez. This is like when Vince called Ricochet and Black up without telling Triple H. Well, I don't know if he didn't tell Triple H. I don't think you were in the room there, Justin. But if Reed and Cross get called up, they're both going to have to drop randomly. Can't argue with that. I mean, look, man, it, it's it's just weird. The whole thing is just hinky to me. It's just hinky to me. I don't like the idea of calling up somebody so prominent. Your champion, again, for goodness sakes, calling up your champion and tinkering with him while he still has the title. Like To me, that doesn't make sense, whether it's a dark match, whether it's main event, which we can call a semi-dark match, whether it's anything else. Let the man have his run as champion. Let him uh, you know, do his business, do the job on the way out, and then mess with them all you want on the main roster. But until then, keep your hands off. Yeah, I, I get the feeling they don't want him getting beat in NXT. Which I don't, I can't. I mean, again, pool and Oscar situation. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. I was there for Oscar's first match. Uh, I think it was a Minneapolis against TLC, and I remember I was still unsure at that time of like, ah, I don't know if I like this, you know. And I and I was like, harking, harking back to, oh, she didn't do a job. She didn't leave NXT and put anybody. You know, I didn't under, quite understand. But but looking at, at how Cross and how they have just been so particular about protecting him, the way they've done it, 
uh, I wouldn't. I'd be okay if he never lost in NXT, comes to Raw or SmackDown, and I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he. What you do if he just vacates the NXT title? If he continues to carry the NXT title, he pulls a little bit of double duty. Talk about some crossover into some USA shows, if if or, or, or Fox and USA shows, depending on which brand he goes to, Monday or Friday. But uh, it, it's it's inevitable, but scary. Yeah, and and right now it's pretty easy for him to appear on multiple shows. It's going to be more tricky once uh, they're back to touring. But um, sure. yeah, I I, I think um, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't want to see him get beat. You know, I kind of feel like he's, you know, he's kind of already tailor-made to be a top guy and just losing just kind of takes some of the shine off. And, you know, as we've seen, the main roster is more important uh, to the company than NXT. He starts- I, would, I, w- I would love to see if WWE has some sort of internal research that shows the percentage of NXT viewers who also watch the main roster shows and vice versa. And maybe it's shockingly low for whatever reason. And that's why they do this kind of stuff where they bring a person up and then tinker with them like, and, and have things be status quo down in NXT. That's the really, again, the only thing I can consider because this whole daggone thing, and you're not going to move me on this. It's just baffling to me. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, um, and, and you know we're kind of seeing that right now with Dynamite and SmackDown. You're not seeing a bunch of people that watch SmackDown uh, tuning into Dynamite, you know, because when you take in AEW is already their own audience, and then how much of the SmackDown audience is getting? They haven't gotten much, so I wouldn't be surprised if NXT in the main roster is not that that different either. Like, if, I mean, if they're you know uh, not as many people watch both shows or a, a fan of both. It's the $5 Super Chat. Keep NXT talent away from Vince. He's already ruined the last few rounds of call-ups, whereas Priest, also our number one contender match, is not a thing anymore. Uh, well, I mean, look, Vince owns everything, so he's going to touch whatever he wants to touch when he wants to touch it. Uh, take that how you want to take that soundbite how you want. Uh, I think Damian Priest probably is uh, just healing up some some nagging injuries. I, you know, There was a question of whether or not he would even be involved in the Mania match in the first place with Bad Bunny and the tag team because he was dealing with some lingering issues. So I think... I, I don't have right now. I still have hope that Damian Priest is still on the right side of the booking and the right side of the favoritism of, of the of the boardroom. Uh, I think they're probably just letting him get healed up to get ready for fans to come come back and hopefully have something to build going into SummerSlam for him. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, we are still in the pandemic. People, you know, um, but we have seen time and time again where you see someone on TV for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden they're off for no reason. And, you know, even Jinder Mahal is like, whoa, is he injured? They just debuted him with the, the Indus share guy. And, and, and um, ah, what's the other guy's name? I'm forgetting the other guy's name. Veer and the other guy, Shanky. And uh, and then they haven't been on Raw since. And, you know, they did the thing with uh, Garza, you know, putting the rose in Drew Gulak's pants. And then, you know, it's not heard from the up week after butt. that. Yeah, after, the, after he put it up the butt. That was it. So you just, I don't know. Mason T-Bar have been MIA. Okay. Yeah, but do you really miss them? No. Yeah. Uh, we got a 499 <laughs> from Stephen Marcacilli. He says, uh, Cross should get the Goldberg push, big-time money player. Well, I will say this. Cross has that feel of the Brock. He had the, he, There's a very special feel where they've done, a, again, a good job protecting him to where he already, I could believe, like, yeah, you, you can see marquee matches with him that make a, that can make impact sooner than than most could you, you know who they did that with last and you could tell that they had big plans for him was Lars sullivan Lars sullivan 
They brought him in big. Vince endorsed him. He's killing everybody. But then, you know, obviously it just, it, it didn't work out for other reasons, not, uh, you know, yeah. at, outside of the ring. $2 from Cronishaw, early Money in the Bank briefcase winners. Well, Cronishaw, we'll get back to that because this whole show, this whole Raw review is going to be focused around who's going to be going for the Money in the Bank briefcase. So, again, jumping back into how we start off, Bobby Lashley and crew celebrating, interrupted by the New Day. Um, Kofi reminding that he has a win over Lashley. MVP just noting that they're clowns or just nothing but comedy acts. And then Xavier Woods, guys, uh, you know, we, Xavier's always, Woods is always good for a comedy, but given a really good I'm going to kick your ass promo and you keep, you know, MVP keeps jumping in and, and you know, Woods says, yeah, the more you want to disrespect me and downplay me, the better this ass whooping's going to be and makes the challenge. And tonight, with no previous advertisement, just uh, just, just, just the promotion inside of this three-hour show, Xavier Woods challenging for the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley inside of a Hell in a Cell. First time, Raj, Hell in a Cell and Raw in 23 years. How about that? This really felt like they were making it up to Peacock for having the Hell in a Cell on Fox, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. All of a sudden, four Hell in a Cell matches over four days. I mean, it was uh, its really watering down this gimmick. But, um, yeah, it really felt like they were doing this to, to make USA happy. Like, there were the reports that USA was not happy that the the Roman Reigns match got pulled from Peacock to Fox. And this seemed like a way to acquiesce that. Yeah. But uh, so even that Matt though, they had a little bit of a heads up, a little bit of time to promote that before the show went on the air. And by the way, that's arguably the top guy in WWE right now in the ring with a future hall of famer first ballot, no doubt about it. Right. And on this side, no offense to Bobby Lashley or Xavier Woods, neither one of them are Roman Reigns or Rey Mysterio. And you don't get a heads up. You get no time to promote this match. It's just announced at uh, the beginning of the show. I'm not sure that USA is going to see the bump in this that they were probably hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, even with Roman Reigns with that match, they only start advertising it the day before. Like, it wasn't like it, you know, it had the big, they had been hyping it on TV. I could see Peacock, because this is going to be an issue. Is the is the TV ratings going to be more important? Or is Peacock's, Peacock subscriptions? You know, before with the network, they wanted those numbers up. Now they don't care. So are they going to be giving away these big TV matches? I mean, these big matches on TV for the big rating as opposed to, you know, trying to get the Peacock subscriptions up. Yeah, and this was a, I mean, I, I harped on it. I know other people, like Eric Bischoff harped on it, rightfully so. When when we found out that Fox was investing, they were investing in SmackDown, and the big talk was, okay, now we're going to have you know, f- f- SmackDown on Fox Monday on USA. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to be more about personnel. Oh, Reigns goes to this show. I want to, you know, I thought it was going to be more about personnel and who's there. We're seeing it over petty gimmick matches. <laughs> oh, you move the right? a cell match, you know. Um, so, and like, we're, we're, we're still in the early stages of the next five years of this dynamic. And then that was, and then now that, that was, and, and when we knew that Fox was getting SmackDown, that was when we still had the WWE network. Now the network's on Peacock. There's a whole other element to this. So this is going to get probably, right. this is probably going to get murkier before we get into clear blue waters of the booking being decided upon by these panic button situations to appease everybody. And, and, and to, to, I think to Chuck's point, I don't think there's going to be the, USA is not going to see some great, I don't think, increase because there's a first ever Hell in a Cell match in 23 years between Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods. Yeah, and 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 it, the title wasn't on the line, right? It was a, a non-title match. 
Um, I misspoke. Yeah, you're right. It was non-title. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Could you imagine Rupert Murdoch being like, someone get me Vince. We need to get that hell in a cell. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's weird. It's... You kind of always saw it coming now more with Peacock. Um, it adds a whole different dynamic because now WWE is promoting things on a app that's owned by, a, you know, the competitor, you know, yeah. Fox's competitor. So it's a different animal now. Yeah. And okay. next year is when they're supposed to really start, you know, beginning negotiations for the new TV deal. That'll be what, three years then since they signed these current deals? Because that would yeah, be about so right, was, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was because they they negotiate. They start negotiating like two years earlier. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it's probably start next year. Watch. Maybe smack. Maybe Fox is going to start uh start asking for like their own like their like their own equivalent of a pay per view, like their own specials, kind of like like yeah. no, seriously. They might d- yeah. to say, look, we want you to build these these Friday storylines to pay off at our big special, not to pay off on Peacock. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility to have you know to have happen. Um, yeah. As we go, Jody Shauna Jenkins, five dollars Canadian. Uh, you might not agree, but I will tell you now that when Cross comes up, his gladiator trunks will be his downfall. Those are a little cheesy. <laughs> Those are a little cheesy. If I, I liked his old his old gear better, we shall see. So, um, all right, so that's what we get. So, uh, Kofi or excuse me, Xavier Woods challenges Bob to a Hell in a Cell match for later night. So that's your main event. Uh, backstage, we see AJ Styles. Uh, he cuts a little promo on the Viking Raiders, how dirty and disgusting these Viking Raiders are. That's right ahead of Styles having in a Money in the Bank qualify match against Ricochet. And this would start a theme, gentlemen. This would, of course, be Ricochet's The Underdog. Uh, some sequences out of this that just look like a video game uh, of what these two could do. Uh, but then ultimately it comes to where we get a little bit of outside a distraction with the Viking Raiders out there almost ends up going through the barricade which can we please stop the barricade spot by the way strengthen your barricades if if, if, if they're gonna collapse every week by the way um and ricochet though ends up getting because of the distraction ends up getting a roll-up victory on aj styles so the first of several roll-ups and the first of several underdogs getting an upset win chuck carroll are you a fan of ricochet beating aj styles to qualify for money in the bank I am. I, I like this match very much, except for the roll-up ending. I think that that's done to death. If, you know, roll-up finishes were a drinking game, I'd be a full-blown alcoholic. Um, but I love the fact that Ricochet won this just because he is the perfect person to be in a Money in the Bank ladder match. He, he's just going to bring this this next-level element to that match at the pay-per-view. And you kind of, like, knew what the you know, who was going to go over before the match even started, because clearly, I mean, AJ and almost they're they're in a, in a feud right now with the Viking Raiders. So it would make no sense to break off AJ and have him do his own thing. And Ricochet's so good in a match like this. Of course, he's going to be the one to get the win here tonight. Yeah. And AJ, they could still put him in it. I mean, he, you know, uh, but I, I have a feeling it's probably going to be him and almost against the Viking Raiders at the pay-per-view. But, yeah, they're doing that second chance thing next week. It's AJ, um, Drew, and uh, who's the other one that lost? Orton. Orton, yeah. Yeah, uh, to Chuck's point, Ricochet does fit perfectly in this match. You know, there's a lot of fun spots they can do. I I give him no iota of a chance of winning. But uh, I will say I've been been critical of Ricochet in past, but I I will say he's changing the gear, you know, a little more street clothes. Um, he kind of they had him. You know, they showed a pre-tape promo while his entrance was happening. He's talking to a third person, but still, I do feel like I'm starting to like. I do feel like he's starting to round about and try to find, you know, who Ricochet in this WWE parameters is. 
Uh, but uh, he will he will make for fun money. Like he's also gonna be great for the fan again. The fans coming back. He's a great guy to send out there for an opening match for a live event just to get just get people up on their feet. Ricochet should always be in Money in the Bank. <laughs> you know, like every year he's just like he's perfect for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and to your point, Justin, I thought his promo was good. You know, we were talking about Kofi and Xavier earlier. Uh, I thought their promo was really good once they got away from the comedy. I, I feel like they've really, you know, I, I've said that the past couple of weeks, but they've really turned it up with their promos when they get serious. And uh, yeah, I, I'm curious where they go with Kofi and Xavier if they have a if they have a plan. Yeah, people people have been waiting for the turn forever on New Day. I mean, New Day's been to, New Day's been around for an eternity by today's standards, and everybody's right. been waiting for that turn. But I I have a feeling the guys in New Day have probably been pitched the turn several times and have probably very sternly said no we're not it's not time to do it yet we, we can still do something else yeah uh terry allen jr five dollars 16 cents the fans need to be cautious within the arenas and anywhere while the virus continues with many not vaccinated thank you for that public service announcement terry and uh sahil five dollars raw should be called monday night hoo-ha nikki cross now mighty yeah. molly uh, and was hoping to see Drew get attacked from gender or something more. Uh, we'll get to the Nikki thing. And, yeah, I, I think, Drew, I think as we look at who has the last chances again next week, we can start to maybe do some deduction of uh, of, op- of options there. Drew seems like usually Money in the Bank, you know, and there are obviously exceptions, but usually you don't really put your top guys in Money in the Bank because they're already in that title picture. Usually you, you know, you have your Sandows and your Otises and your Jack Swaggers and, you know, like, Mid to upper level uh, guys that aren't probably in the world title picture, who could use this to to get there. So, yeah, I don't see Drew going getting in. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll, we'll touch more on who else does and does not qualify as we roll along here. Uh, we see Eva Marie backstage, and she explains uh, to the interviewer who she can't remember his name uh, that she had a cough last week. <coughs> she coughs in her hand. Very not COVID nineteen safe to do right, right there. In front of uh, massless coworkers, and she says that instead, without she didn't want to disappoint the fans and just have a match scrapped. So her protege, uh, who she names Dewdrop, Dewdrop. That's if I got that Dewdrop, and, and and it's it's of course uh, Piper Niven who's getting ready to say her name, Piper, and uh, no, no, she is Dewdrop, and so she, uh, <laughs> even Marie and Dewdrop are going to have a tag match against Asuka and Naomi again. Another this one, a Money in the Bank qualifier for the women's, uh, where both. Competitors on each team will get in if they win. Uh, and this, guys, I mean, they really set, they really must feel and in, in, into measurement of social media ch- chatter and segment by segment numbers. They must feel that this even Marie stuff has garnered attention because they made a point to have the backstage thing to set you up that this match is coming. And then they, then they have the entrance of the even, but then they go to the break. I mean, and whenever they do that, that means they are, they are, they, they feel that can hold the audience. And uh, we get basically Dewdrop doing all the work as Eva is just hanging out on the outside of the ring. And then Eva tags herself in to come in and what she thinks is going to steal and get the pinfall victory, but it's not. It's a kick out. And then Dewdrop says, nah, I'm out of here. And she drops to the outside, leaving Eva Marie all to herself. Eva gets rolled up. There you go. Take a shot there, Chuck. And uh, we have a pinfall victory for Asuka and Naomi who qualify. And all, all of a sudden, already, Eva Marie and Dewdrop already having some problems even Marie already pinned for you know her her first match technical you know her yeah. really her first match it's way too soon to be doing the split already the, the girl just you know uh, piper niven just got her name this week it, it seems ah, very rushed i mean you know we'll we'll see how it plays out but it seems weird to do the 
do the tease of a split before they were even really a thing. It does seem weird, but I kind of wonder if there's somebody else waiting in the wings that we haven't heard about that, that will wind up being uh, Eva Marie's full-time protege moving forward. It's also my hope, just being an optimist, that if they do, in fact, drop this allegiance so quickly, they drop the do-drop name equally as fast and let the poor girl go back to being Piper Niven because, as I said on Twitter, you know, the name do-drop means that you are D-O-A. Period. So if she wants to succeed, man, you got to get rid of that name. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think I think that's where we're headed. I think. I mean, this is a little bit quicker than I think. I think we thought that you know, Dewdrop would just be, you know, the 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 gullible lackey for for a, a brawl booking pace three months. Um, so the fact they're already doing this so quickly, yeah. But I, but I do like the story of she. You know, she she eventually stands up and says, "My name is Piper Niven." Stands up for herself. You know, she's not going to be bullied. Of course, dealing with some crazy bullying on social media because of her appearance you know I, I think there could be the great story here very quickly and even marie's just a very dislikable heel uh, and and yeah maybe there is another person that that is the real protege uh so i I'll, I'm, I'm on the hook i'm interested and i and i do find i do see the heat the comedy heat and even marie has shown that she you know her at least her character maybe she's trained and gotten better legitimately but at least her character still just got rolled up and pinned her character can't wrestle and avoids it avoids wrestling at all costs. So the fact that she has a protege, there is comical heat to me in this. It is weird that they trademark Dewdrop. You know, if if it's something that they're not gonna uh, commit to or, or do for a while, it seems odd to to trademark the name. But um, I'm all for them dropping that name way sooner than later. I think it's, it's just I, I just think it's terrible. I came out the bathroom. <laughs> I felt lighter. I looked at Bruce. Bruce, I just had a glorious dewdrop. Oh my god! <laughs> that could easily have been how that, that name came up. Uh, uh, that's not a bad idea, pal. Lord have mercy. Uh, all right, moving on. More with the women here. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. It's official. They are going to have another match. At Money in the Bank, uh, after Sony Deville and Adam Pierce needed to needed to lay down their management uh, fist of, of iron, and, and and Rhea Ripley, how dare you try to abuse these rules of titles can't change hands on a DQ? Uh, guys, are, are, who's still interested in this? Bueller. Ah, man, um, it just feels like Drew and uh, it feels like Drew and Lashley. It's just gone on forever, even though it hasn't gone on quite that long. Um, I just feel like they need a change of scenery. I don't know. Rhea Ripley, maybe something with Bianca or SmackDown. I don't know. Just, um, I don't know. It just feels like it's just been being done forever. Do you guys get the impression, though, that there's some sort of stipulation that will wind up being announced for this match at the pay-per-view? Because a straight-up rematch uh, coming out of a match that ended in a you know DQ doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. And I guess the only thing left for these two to do to build to that match is to throw in some sort of a stipulation. That's where I see this thing going. But I do agree with both of you that this thing is just kind of like biding a little bit of time until they can get uh, whatever the women's title match will be at SummerSlam in place, but this this to me seems to be filler right now. Yeah. Well, you're right. Lo- logic would say if if if, author- if management's upset that she just abused the, the the title, didn't change hands of the DQ. Yeah, you'd you'd work this into a match. 
you know, last man standing or, or just a no DQ match or something. Or hell in a cell. Or hell in a cell. <laughs> hell, hell, hell. Yeah, the, the, the cell's out. We just don't, do it every week now. Don't send it back to the warehouse just yet. We got more needs for it. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah I agree. It does need to step with how the, the last match ended. And who's the baby face? Because, I mean, if you abuse the power, that, like, like if you abuse the rules, like Rhea did, that's the heel thing. But then you have Charlotte who's like, you know, you're learning, bitch. And, and I, like, I mean, who's the, who, am I supposed to, who am I supposed to be siding with here? They're, yeah, they're both heels. Um, and it's like they, like they kind of switch with Rhea. It seems like every week, like she's, she'll start a segment kind of like a baby face and end it as a heel. And then the next week, it's kind of the other way around. Um, now it's confusing and the storytelling, it just, just hasn't been strong. Yeah. Is and there, then, is there any way that they wind up doing the tag bit coming out of this? Because like, if Charlotte's saying, now nah, you're learning bitch, then, you know, it kind of makes you think, well, hmm, maybe that's where they're going with this down the line. Yeah. Well, do you think, um, I, I could see that too. Do you think Becky, when she comes back, I'm, I'm, I think it's pretty clear she'll be back by SummerSlam. Do you put her on the raw side or the SmackDown side? Got to put her wherever Seth Rollins is, right? So that's Friday nights right now. Unless they're doing the draft right after and they move Seth over to Mondays. Yeah. Get Fox on the phone again. Yeah, I always... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate the whole we have to... We got to keep the happy couples on the same tour type of... Th- I mean, I know it's a reality of life and morale, especially if it's if it's two people who are like... like upper, You know, like, like Seth and Becky are, but... Yeah, focus on your business. Put her where you need to put her for business sake. Like, you know, th- th- these two are professionals. They got in the business. They know. They know. They, they know if they're not going to see each other every single day. Like, I, I don't know. That that's just me. I know if, if if they're listening to this right now, they're probably like f you, Labar. But uh, <laughs> that's just me. Put and her where only, needs them. And it does look like right now all the house shows they're doing are super shows. So, um, they'd be traveling together to those. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to like I, Chuck. I need to see. I'd have to see like a spreadsheet of like every who, what girls on what side, and like really take a look at it, figure out like where you put her. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, we see uh, we're gonna get uh, Randy Orton versus John Morrison. This is another Money in the Bank qualifier, and, and again we stick with the same theme here. Uh, we're gonna see uh, Miz with the drip stick, and then Matt Riddle comes out to try to. As Corey Graves called it, a low speed chase. Riddle on the scooter, Miz and the manual wheelchair uh that causes uh, randy's focus to you know the viper just couldn't focus he he had to find out what's going on there with the drip stick and the scooters and all uh and he gets rolled up one two three john morrison's another roll up another upset john morrison is qualified and there's trouble in the land of rk bro way too soon to be breaking those two up like they got a really good thing going and i hope that they don't push the pedal to the metal to break up rk bro i mean this is this is the one thing that i've looked forward to in recent weeks on monday night so please you know let let us keep something good let us keep it going for a little while please yeah they seem to be always be in such a rush to break up teams as soon as they start you know putting them together it's just it just feels like it's been too soon but um I did like, the, you know, I did like the this theme of the upsets throughout the night because it almost made you wonder if they're going to have Xavier beat Lashley by the yeah. End. It played into the main event. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I didn't really like. Obviously, Randy and Riddle, like, like the whole theme of their deal is that they're, all, you know, Randy's always telling them to zip it. Like, I didn't take this as like, oh, the breakup's coming. I just took it as like, it was just, it was just another layer for like Randy to be annoyed 
and then for them to then go out and of course be the successful tag team they've come to be. I mean, they just—I mean—they're making RK Bro merchandise like crazy right now, and they're getting, again they're getting ready to go back out and in front of fans where they can sell merchandise. So, I mean, I think this is definitely a holding. I think they're definitely in some kind of a holding pattern of okay, Miz and more or Styles and almost you have Viking Raiders to buy some time until it's time for SummerSlam, because I think you have to have. I mean, I think that's your SummerSlam tag match for the Raw side is RK Bro challenging for those tag titles against AJ and, and Omos. Yeah, Drew noting that Randy didn't get rolled up right. Uh, Morrison hit Starship Pain oh. for the for the win. Yeah, no roll up. Whatever. It, 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 it might as well have been. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. No, I th- I thought this was uh this was you know what I thought Raw tonight just in general. Uh, they really felt like they were trying not to repeat matches. Like it felt like all the matches felt pretty fresh or new. It's not ones they've been doing to death. Of course, next week we're going to have Elias and Jackson Riker again. But at least for this week, it felt like they were really trying to freshen things up. Yeah, I, I would agree. It did, you know, at least they, yeah, it did feel like almost like a, hey, we're going to give you some surprise winners here. We're not going to do the same old, same old to, to at least spice up this money in the bank field. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't look in dread of like, okay, what time is it until about an hour 45 in at that point? I was like, all right, what time is it now? Right. That's that's it better. Usually I'm inside inside the first hour before I'm doing that. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Jax Collins, 499 with match announced for raw next week. Randy got to win it. I would agree with that. I would absolutely agree with that. Of the three guys that are in that second chance match, I can absolutely see Randy going over there. Yeah. See, I could, I could see. Uh, see I don't know. Yeah, we have Styles and almost need to do something, something with the Viking Raiders. These Drew there, but I could also see, as we'll get to in a second here, there's a a pool of uh, uh, angry superstars, gender leading that charge that aren't in the consideration, and that hinted at let me be an alternate if somebody gets injured. I could see gender, you know, gender and his crew attacking Riddle, who is in, and maybe. You know, it's a tag match at Money in the Bank between RK Bro versus you know Gender and one of his. I don't know. Like, I, I somebody somebody's getting pulled out. There's obviously they're going to go this alternate route, or they're going to at least go the route of somebody being attacked and being put in the situation of not being able to make it to the match. It's just a matter of who makes sense, or does Gender go after his old three MB buddy? Right, because that would be it. Right, that would be the the field for Raw because they still got to pick you know four people from SmackDown. So. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's one of these three, or um, you know, the loser. I mean, the the winner, the the second chance match. And you know, I could actually see that as a, as a decent match for Drew at SummerSlam, just given the storyline. You know, former best friends now, you know, at each other's throats. Um, I don't see him being in the title picture at SummerSlam. So why the hell not throw him against Jinder? At least there's a natural storyline there. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of archival footage they could use to put in the video package to build up to it and, and i mean and gender did you know specifically reference drew of drew gets a nine thousand chance here and i don't i can't even get a qualifying match so right. yeah i think that would be a, a SummerSlam spot for sure uh back to the ladies so we're gonna have another women's tag match here for money the bank qualifying Shayna baszler and nia Jax versus alexa bliss and nikki cross we should first note that before so we get we get before we see nikki make her actual entrance she cuts a live promo <laughs> in gorilla and uh, she is now Nikki Cross, the this her spirit animal butterfly superhero costume. Um, <laughs> it's a superhero costume, yeah. Yeah, and Corey Graves, it's a bad one. It's like a cheap looking one, like a kid's, and, like a a kid would have made it. And Corey Graves had a great line on commentary 
or a few weeks ago, as he was noting Nikki Cross and her previous gimmick, you know, who's kind of like just crazy psycho sanity Nikki Cross, that she's a pocket-sized hurricane. And he goes, this is not what I meant, referencing that now she looks like a cheap version of the hurricane. Right. Um, I, I don't even know where to start here. With- <laughs> I, I, do you, I mean, you, that costume really was so cheap. I'm wondering if this was one of those things where she showed up at the arena today and they were like, oh, by the way, we're going to do a gimmick switch for you. Here's what we have left over in the trunk from 1993. See if this fits and go on out there. It like, was, ta- it was it Taylor custom made her fit her perfectly. It was I no, you know what? Actually, I, I'm going to I'm going to speculate, but I'm going to speculate that. You know, the, the Nikki Cross kind of crazy sanity, you know, kind of like the Daphne 2.0, if you remember Daphne from <clears throat> you know the WCW days. I kind of think that maybe she might have asked for this or, or, is, or is welcoming this, that like this has a more range for her to be more like, I don't know. I, I don't think that I don't think this is something where she's been saddled with it. And she's like, oh, damn, I think that she's probably lo- looking forward to trying to get this over. Let me tell you something. Everybody wants to be a superhero unless you're in WWE, right? Okay, the only superhero that I can remember that had any sort of legs is Hurricane Helms, all right? That's the only one. Everybody else, it's just not going to work. I can't see this working out long-term for for poor Nikki Cross. Well, Stella Justin Lopez with a dynamite drop-in and $4.99 for Raj's bank account saying this was Nikki's idea, according to her husband, Killian Dane's tweet. So, maybe there we go. Hmm. go with god it, it gives her something there is that i just think you know again the outfit just looked really cheap i mean look, look at molly holly's old outfit that looked that looked futuristic compared to this one um futuristic. So, yeah, i mean it just it just looked bad but you know it just stands out too so maybe that's maybe that's the point all right, well, uh, so we get this match here, and, of course, the underlying thing here is Alexa Bliss and her uh, voodoo mind games as she is able to... So Alexa control. Bliss has her dolls and acts like she's five years old or ten years old or whatever, and now you, she's with someone who dresses up like a superhero. And her and her and Nikki Cross got along just fine. There was no yeah. problems there. You know, Nikki did the grunt work while, Nick, while Bliss did the, the, the mind, Jedi mind tricks. Uh, the came to where Nikki, or Bliss was getting ready to mind trick Reginald into slapping Nia Jax, but Nia or uh, Reginald snapped out of it before before that could happen. Um, but ultimately, we would uh, ultimately we'd end up seeing uh, Shayna and Nia get the get the victory here, right? Is that what that how this went down? No, it was Alexa. No, and, Alexa and Nikki won. Alexa and Nikki. Oh, that's right. Cross. That's right. Uh, Nikki gets the uh, Nikki got the pin on. Oh, yeah, she got the pin on Shayna, right? Yeah, you got to have the superhero fly in yeah. the ladder match, man. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, so Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross have qualified for Money in the Bank. Thumbs up, thumbs down on Alexa's uh, new entrance music tonight. Thumbs up. Yeah, I, it'll get some getting used to, but I thought, I, I thought it was cool. It was Agreed. fine if you look. You know, I'm not a big fan of this gimmick. I, I, it, when I hear it, it's like, damn, they're sticking with this for longer then. But, uh, eh, you know. At so least is- it looks like Lily's gone. Well, still in timeout. Still yeah, in timeout. Still on yeah. timeout. They just didn't do a backstage playground thing. I mean, so what is 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 Bliss just carrying on the? Is it kind of like a horror franchise where the fiends no longer the star, and now now the franchise is just pivoting to we're just moving all the bells and whistles of Funhouse to her, or like does fiend, does Bray or fiend or somebody come back and 
they're back to being remarried and rejoined. Like, what, what, what are we doing here? I can almost guarantee you they don't know what they're doing here. <laughs> well, that's encouraging. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How do you how do you kill this gimmick and and put a bow on what happened between her and the fiend? I mean, like the only thing right now that pops into my mind is they finally get around to doing Sister Abigail, and she comes in and and gets revenge for Bray here. That's the only way I can see this working. And then Alexa goes back to being good old-fashioned Alexa Bliss and, and drops this whole voodoo mind trick gimmick. The sooner I, the better. Yeah. I, I mean, I know, How well, long I, have we been waiting for some sort of big payoff, whether it's the doll or, you know, this the him coming been, back from being burnt waiting, to a crisp? Well, we've been waiting for a Sister Abigail for years. Everybody's been waiting yeah. for that. Re, you know that some incarnation of sister abigail that's not when that's supposed to happen and then the, the, like a bunch of people got sick and that kind of you know poured a bucket of cold water on those plants uh, i don't know that, that that's one of those things like the bo dallas joining his you know like i think it's one of those things where i think it's i think it's been fan booked so much i who, who knows where the where the reality is of that. And I'm sure it's been come up in creative meetings, but as far as really going serious with it, I don't remember hearing anything. Yeah. Maybe, maybe somebody in the chat knows. I don't think I'm dreaming that one up. Well, no, I mean, I, I think there's, again, Chuck, I think there's been like, oh, they were supposedly going to go this, but like, it, it's one of those things like how, like how, how, how serious of a pitch was it? Was it something like somebody just passed off a conversation and then it got fan, fan booked? to the nth degree or like, yeah, what, what did it, did that, was that on the books and they got to the, the arena and yeah, something, you know, I don't know. Again, I, I just go back to like, it's like a, we always heard him. we always heard like Bo Dallas supposedly. No, you're no, 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 you're right. Um, it was Bray. Bray was supposed to be sister Abigail. Remember? And he was, uh, he, he was going to do that pay-per-view match dressed as sister Abigail, uh, against Finn Balor, and then yeah, the oh the, the mumps. Mer- oh the oh the Merce or the mumps or Mersa or yeah something. yeah the mumps like him Roman Reigns like the and that cost that was, Kurt Angle to that was the show I was referencing earlier where I saw Oscar the first time it was the Minneapolis TLC show where yeah Kurt Angle becomes part of the Shield right yeah 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 oh yeah you're right they everybody there was a sick there was a, an outbreak yeah, yeah. okay now right. pre COVID point, yeah. point to right. point to Chuck good call all right yeah good memory thank you. Um, Colin Boyd, five dollars. Plans change, guys. Yeah, they never went back to that. Yeah. <laughs> Antoine Fair, five dollars. I think Chuck talking about the Finn Balor versus. Uh, mm-hmm. sister. All right, so all right, Chuck, Chuck with the the the, the memory here on us. I'm still curious how that would have looked. You know. I don't know, man. I, re- I remember reading that report and being like really disappointed. I honestly didn't care how it looked. I just wanted there to be a friggin' payoff to it. Like I wanted Sister Abigail after years of her being mentioned on the show. I wanted to see what all the hoopla was about. And now I think that we're all going to our graves having no idea who the hell Sister Abigail is, could be, would be, should be. It's just never going to happen unless she comes back and gets revenge on Alexa Bliss. So you have, you go back to the old idea. You have Bray Wyatt come back, Sister Abigail, you know, dressed with that that thing he had over his head. And yeah, I mean... Alexa Bliss does have a win over Randy Orton. <laughs> and they do have a vaccine for the mumps, so that should be out of yeah. the picture here, too. Right. <laughs> uh, it just seems like the entire like room of Bray Wyatt booking ideas in the last six years is just one just giant pot fest. <laughs> Dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, 
we we continue on. Uh, yeah, so gender, uh, gender, Seamus, Cedric, Jeff Hardy, all bitching that they uh, they all have reason that they should be involved in Money in the Bank. So we'll see what happens there. All right, we get Drew McIntyre versus Matt Riddle, another Money in the Bank qualifying match here, and uh, you know it is kind of odd. I think commentary acknowledges that we're 24 hours removed from McIntyre losing a match, which the stipulation was if he loses. He no longer can challenge for that title as long as Lashley's holding it. Lashley's still holding it, but yet he's trying to qualify for a match, which would then get him a briefcase to have a title match whenever he wants it, which kind of just kind of counteracts the whole stipulation of last night in, in a weird way. Um, these two guys going at it. This is a fun two big guys, two athletic, physical guys. So really, if you didn't watch Raw, if you're listening to us for the pointers, go back and watch this one. This is a really well worth bell to bell. Uh, match here last or McIntyre of course bruised up from the back uh, on his back from the night before but uh, ultimately though we would see Randy he's out there kind of watching a little bit keeping an eye on but we would see Matt Riddle Matt Riddle would get the victory over Drew McIntyre so again somewhat of an upset Matt Riddle qualifies for money in the bank Drew McIntyre he's part of this last chance as is uh, Randy Orton so Matt Riddle uh, you know Krona Shaw asked us earlier uh, make our Money in the Bank pr- predictions. Now, again, we don't even have the the SmackDown side of things, so it's a little bit you know premature. But Matt Riddle, even in, while still being an RK bro, he is someone I could see rolling around on a scooter for the next nine months with the briefcase and keeping all kinds of stashes, whether they're Whoppers or whatever else they want to allude to in this damn briefcase along with his contract. Absolutely. I think that he, he could have a lot of fun carrying that case with that scooter. And I'll tell you, the, the thing that really strikes me when I see Riddle wrestle the kind of match uh, where he's able to live up to his potential in the ring is just, I mean, he is the exception to the rule where he has this kind of goofy character, but he actually is given the opportunity to go in the ring and be a friggin' beast, you know, lean on that MMA background and look like the total badass that he is as opposed to to you know the Spicoli version of him outside of the ring so this he's the exception to the rule here and I really I have to commend WWE for allowing him to have this kind of juxtaposition of character man I really enjoy what it is that he brought to the table tonight yeah I you know I could I could kind of see Riddle winning too um he'd be my favorite of all the guys in so far um money in the bank has always felt more like a heel thing you know, because you're sure. cashing in when the person's weakest. You know, it's, it's last a year they did Otis, but it's a license to steal, right? Exactly. Um, and, and right now, who's who's in it right now? So it's a uh, Ricochet, Ricochet, Riddle, and uh, and uh, John Morrison. I'd like to John see John Morrison. Morrison too. You know, I feel like he he could use um, something. You know, a boost. Because he's been, I think he's just been doing fantastic, and I just like to see him rise up on the card a little bit. Now be the time to do it with the Miz still, you know, laid out for a little while. Yeah, yeah. We'll see who uh, SmackDown throws into this, and we'll be able to get a <clears throat> a better prediction this time next week of, of who looks like they'd be a front runner, both on the men's and women's side uh, for the briefcase. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, back to the thing: we're going to have a last chance next week. Styles, Orton, McIntyre. Again, I think we all agree somebody's getting attacked by gender or other people um, to, to, you know, to help dictate who's going to get that last chance. But this whole Drew McIntyre getting last chances thing, yeah, we really need to get him away from it. Again, back to Chuck's original point, him versus gender would be a nice little relief. Keep 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 him on the card, but 
uh, get him out of this world title picture. It needs needs some needs a needs to breathe. Uh, we see Jackson Riker backstage. He's being interviewed. He confirms that next week, him versus Elias in a strap match. Uh, we all, and so we got that match. We got the last chance triple threat. So they're already building up with some matches next week. Uh, are you surprised they're doing this Riker Elias strap match next week and not holding it for pay per view, or are you happy about happy about this? apathetic man apathy to the max i just could not personally give less of a bleep here you know it just does nothing for me i think it's better to do this match while there are no fans so you could at least pipe in crowd noise because you know at the pay-per-view i think i think fans would just crap all over this one especially when you got two money in the bank you know ladder matches i think this this would die a slow death Colin Boyd, $5 super chat with rumors of Vince knowing things are stale. Do you think they were holding back during the pandemic and are gearing up the TV for crowds now? Um, well, I mean, to rumors of Vince knowing things are stale, I mean, Vince, I mean, I don't know. I think Vince, Vince looks at the, the profit and loss and, and they're, you know, they're, they're profiting at an all time. Great. So I don't know if I would, I don't know about the rumors of him knowing things are stale. I do agree that I think just collectively they all, you know, see okay now we have crowds back like we need to like roll out in a big way and which is why SummerSlam will probably feel like a wrestlemania in terms of the marquee matches i had said weeks ago i thought roman cena and lashley and lesnar were the two biggest things you could realistically do and i think that i'm going to be right and then i think the night after SummerSlam will feel or two nights after SummerSlam when they were all will feel like a raw after mania i think we're going to see returns or debuts or what have you and you know yeah they're the They've been waiting a year and a half, guys, to 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 unload their to shoot their best shot. Yeah, I mean, you know, they haven't been bringing back Cena or Lesnar, you know, during this uh, during the time off, or you know, at, at the Thunderdome, and you know, there's a reason for that. They they don't want to lose audience, but they don't also want to uh, you know pay the big money for these big stars like Lesnar, um, you know, during the pandemic when you don't have crowds, so. Yeah, it, it it makes sense that um, I, I think this next month is going to be painful uh, because I don't think there's much going to happen, you know, at all until we're back to in front of crowds because they're going to want to hold off on anything big with the with the live reaction. Yeah, no, it went, I went. I I agree. Well, as soon as they pinpointed dates and said we are going back on the road road full time. I was like, oh, my God, like now between now and then now that they actually have the date of when they get out of the tunnel and they're in the light, it's going to be painful between now and then because everything's just going to be let's just hold it all in reserve. You know, at yeah. least at least six months ago, there was still a giant question of like, we don't know when we're going back on the road. So maybe you put your best foot forward with what you have to work with in that time. But now that you have the target date, it's like, oh, we just got to stall for three more weeks. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't see them purposely throttling down on the creative side even during the pandemic when everything was up in the air i just think that that's that's horrible business and you do have like what the, like their decisions or not you still do have a a group of professionals in the back who have been doing this for a long time and and actually care now you may you personally may not care for the decisions that they're making but certainly they do and i don't think that they would necessarily say oh, well we're going to phone this in and just bide our time until we can go out there and do it to Justin's point, six months ago, had no idea when they would be back in front of fans. So it's just not the time to throttle down. Yeah, I agree with you. Except I think right now they are. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know? Now they are. Yeah. 
Um, I, I thought yesterday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view just felt like so anticlimactic. Like, damn it, we have a pay-per-view we got to do. Let's get this over with. You know, like, it's just, you know, they, they, they're committed to Peacock. They needed to do it. They had no, they had nothing creatively for it. And, uh, yeah, I think Money in the Bank will be the turning point. Let's hope so. Um, Raj, before we get into the main event, can I drop a cheap plug real quick? Sure. I'm finally, after 15 months, we're talking all this talk about pandemic and fans and everything. After 15 months, I think, I'm stepping back in the ring. I've renewed my manager's license. And on July 9th in Ross Draper, Pennsylvania, I'm bringing Spencer Slade to a main event match against Big Cass. That's right. You can uh, check it out July 9th in the Ross Draper, Pennsylvania, outside of uh, Pittsburgh, PA. IWC Wrestling here in Pittsburgh, combining with Northeast Wrestling. You can get the ticket information on my Twitter or wherever, or you can just do a simple Google but uh, big cast, we all know, seven foot tall. You can't teach that. Up against the newest Justin LaBar guy, Spencer Slade. This guy is an All-American, was legally born deaf. And he said, screw all you people. I'm better than you. Got his bachelor's, got his master's, was an All-American football player. And now he's coming to conquer the wrestling world. Pissed off that he had to – it took me to get him an opportunity like this. Otherwise, they're throwing him in, in, in stupid you know, opening match. Got, you know, No, this is the match for him. Spencer Slade. Up against Big Cass, Ross Draver, July 9th. You can get tickets for that uh, online. Go to my Twitter. I'll give you all the information. But uh, I'm renewing the manager's license. That's the, that's the other big news. We forgot to do the, the headline at the start of the show. I wanted to get it in here. There you go. Forgot about <laughs> all right. Into the main event here. We go Hell in a Cell. First time in 23 years on Monday Night Raw. Xavier Woods versus Bob Lashley. And as we said, the under underdogs winning kind of gives you a little bit, especially that spot of Woods springboarding off the top overshooting Lashley going through the table you know he goes to cover Lashley even pulls Lashley's limbs away so he can't do the whole uh, rope break guys for this moment I actually they had me bought in there's only like three minutes left in the show I thought this false finish might get me turns out though Lashley kicks out Lashley would rally ends up getting the hurt lock on and Woods quickly taps when being uh, supplied in this. And, yeah, this was it. You know, Lashley wins, and then he's just kind of abusing Woods after the fact as, as Kofi's locked out. Uh, kind of anticlimactic. Uh, Raj, I took this as just let's just keep making Bobby Lashley look big and strong as we await for his next real big viable challenger, which, as I said a minute ago, I think has to be Brock Lesnar at this point. I I hope so. Um, yeah, Kofi, you know, he kind of feels like a stopgap, you know, just something to do before we get to SummerSlam. Uh, but I am, you know, I am interested in this MVP uh, Kofi Xavier Woods storyline. I think there's a lot of cool ways it can go. So, um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I think it, it made sense to me for, for Lashley to win here and not lose. Um, I, I always feel like... If, especially if it is Lesnar coming back, you just want Lashley to be as strong as possible. So this made all the sense in the world to me. I mean, look, I, I will agree with you guys to a certain point about Lesnar. If they get him for SummerSlam, it, the signs maybe point to yes, maybe point to no. I think that that's certainly their primary idea. But if they don't get it, I also like the idea of Drew versus Kofi at at SummerSlam, and then you have Woods turn on Kofi at that event, right? So you see the post-match beatdown tonight. We've seen a, a couple of seeds planted before. I'm telling you, the guy who routinely gets his ass kicked is always the one who winds up turning heel. And in this case, it's been Woods. And I really, really, really think that that's going to be the turn. And with the New Day having been together for how many years? Like eight years now, something like that. 
I really think SummerSlam is the time to to go ahead and, and make that flip. So uh, to me, I think that that's where this is going if Brock Lesnar doesn't come back. So you're saying Lashley versus Kofi at some Lashley versus Kofi. Okay, that's gotcha. Yeah. I, I think you get Lashley versus Kofi at Money the Bank. Lashley retains. And I think your next night, you're raw in front of fans. I think, you know, again, more VIP lounge celebrating. And then we hear that uh, those, famous, those famous sirens, the, 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 those, those tornado sirens. And Brock is back, uh, and I'd hope and presume also with Paul Heyman, which then makes a very interesting dynamic of Paul Heyman with one guy on Raw, one guy on SmackDown, and eventually that would have to come to a head. But uh, I mean, I, that, that, that just if, if you're look, if, if if everything we hear is true, and we have all the reason to believe that it would be, if WWE wants the biggest situation possible, Vince and Brock will come to terms. They will come to terms and figure it out. They always have. It's the longest time we've gone without Brock since his return back in 2012, but now is the time. They need that Brock merchandise custom to each city to sell. That's a big selling point. They need Brock on the marquee for Vegas. I mean, Vegas is a a city that he's very well known for, so this has to happen. I think it would be awesome. Well, Uncle Nick Khan's going to have to open up them coffers a little bit, though, you know? Let them let the money flow to get Brock back in the ring. I'm telling you, man, he doesn't want to spend money right now, but uh, I think that uh, he definitely would get the ROI on that. Yeah. I don't, I don't, hmm. Well, hold on now. Hold, hold on. Before you answer that, Raj, or, or go with your thought, do you honestly think that WWE would make their money back by bringing Brock in? Because he's going to command a hefty price. And how many times have you brought this guy back, right? Isn't that getting a little bit stale? Obviously, he still has the marquee name. But just because he has the marquee name, does that necessarily mean that they will get this enormous you, windfall of, of fan interest. This would be the first time having Brock on Peacock. So you want some measurement there. You want to see what does our investment, how does that translate to Peacock in terms of subscriptions, in terms of just general buzz. Again, WWE does not, WWE is not, for people to remember, WWE does not normally run Vegas. They would do Vegas for Raw every now and again, do the Raw roulette, but but a pay-per-view in Vegas, that otherwise in wrestling, that was, you know, obviously AEW did it recently, but that was a WCW Halloween Havoc thing, running MGM yeah. Grand. WWE never effed with Vegas, but they're doing Vegas for, again, what's going to be the biggest sh- up to this point in WWE's history. This is going to have to be one of the biggest shows they've ever done because it's the first time in their history they're coming out of a global pandemic where they were forced to be yeah. sidelined without fans. <clears throat> so this show has to be as big as possible. So you need everybody who you realistically can get. If Taker's truly done, He's out of the picture. So who do you realistically have? You have Brock Lesnar who can still go and you can pay. You have John Cena who isn't working on a movie project on that day so you can get him in. Like, that's what you have to do. Yeah. And the reason why I saw it earlier when you were talking about Nick Khan, because they could easily afford Brock. Like, money's not even an issue. Um, I mean, they're uh, I mean, they're making you know money hand over foot this year. And I agree with Justin. You wanted to just show that you're back. And you're back by having the biggest stars possible, Brock it makes sense, you know, not because there there has been that report that there are people who want to hold off on Brock until WrestleMania. But I'm like, nah, man, you this is the time to do it. You you're going to go with your you know, I know it's not creating new stars. If you have Lesnar versus Lashley and Roman versus Cena, there is no new star being created. But you do this for the established marquee at SummerSlam. And if they can actually play their booking cards right, which is a huge if. 
you get yourself around a mania and you've positioned somebody of establishment, whether it's Roman, Brock, Cena, or a combination of all three, and you position them to a carrying cross or a Matt Riddle, or you position them to somebody who is ready to be to be created and to be anointed as okay, this is the next top level guy. Yeah. Did I over to you, Roger? Yeah, later, uh, Mike with the $2 Super Chat saying, Bobby Lashley is an absolute stud. MVP and Lashley equals money. I, I like the pairing. I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And La- look, Lashley's held the title. I think when Lashley won the title, I don't think the plan was for him to hold it as long as he has now. So every every week he has it, just for the work he's put in and for his resume, it's a bonus. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it means that much more when he does eventually drop it. Sure. Um, Ron Wally is asking if Lashley and Lesnar happens, boys, who goes over? Lesnar. Like, yeah, it's got to be Lesnar. It it just has to, to be. Yeah. You could always do a return down the road and have Lesnar win the first one, but it's his first match back in over a year and a half. I, I think he's got to win that one. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jax Callens, four ninety nine. I want Brock Lashley, but last night. Chuck disagreed. Lashley looked weak, tossed around, cheap win. Lashley needs to be booked as a beast, damn it. So, uh, Chuck, what, uh, catch me up here. What, what's your thoughts on this? What's Jack's talking about? I think uh, he think he, against Drew, he thought that Lashley looked weak against Drew. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. You know, Drew came out looking much better last night, in my opinion, than Lashley did. You know, kind of cheap win, as, as you alluded to. Um, you know, so, but... Uh, Regardless, man, I, I do like what they're doing with Lashley right now. I don't see him carrying that title past SummerSlam, no matter who the opponent is, to be to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think that that title's coming off. But the mo- you guys have actually like really sold me on like the real need to have a marquee name come in. So as much as I like the idea and as much as it seems to make sense in my head to have them go uh, with Lashley versus Kofi at SummerSlam, Lashley versus Lesnar makes more sense to me. Um, I'm still not sold that the the ROI is there, but at the same time, it is uh, important for other reasons to get that big name in there. And there is zero chance whatsoever that if it is, in fact, Lesnar, that he doesn't go over and get the title. Yeah. And and to the ROI point, I mean, it won't be there just because they're not making any extra money off the Peacock deal. They're getting what they're getting. And then... They're already selling well with tickets, so it's probably going to sell out without Lesnar. So you don't need him to sell it out. But um, still, still gets that mainstream buzz that they covet so much. Exactly. And there's a few people that are googling acronyms. They're saying return on investment ROI. Right. By the way, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I don't want like business acronyms to like just be flying around. Everybody going, what the, what the what ROI? Like, what's that? What is that? Is that Kate? Was that kayfabe? What is that? <laughs> Stand by. We're doing SWOT analysis. Before <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> what are our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? There you head. There Look we go. You. Okay. Yeah, you can tell I just had to do a SWOT recently. All right. Uh, that was Monday Night Raw for June. I guess it was twenty first. Uh, now, as we crossed over on my time zone into the midnight threshold. Uh, gentlemen, any final thoughts on this Monday night? 
uh i i I mean as far as what raw has been doing recently i thought that this is trending in a positive direction just based off of uh, the matches that we saw for the most part obviously there's a lot that we could still sit here and and you know say ah that was poo poo but this is better than they have been doing so that's moving in the right direction even if they are phoning it in so maybe that's the lesson here right throttle back and good good stuff actually happens yeah i thought uh Again, I like the fresh matchups, uh, that it wasn't the, just the same repeats uh, this week. So, um, yeah, we're kind of in that home stretch of these final Thunderdome shows. There's not going to be anything crazy these next few weeks, most likely, but um, we're getting there. But I thought I thought it was better than uh, recent weeks. Agreed. We are getting there. Uh, so we keep on rolling here at Wrestling Inc. Uh, tomorrow's NXT, so some combination of somebody on this podcast will be Back tomorrow night for NXT. No Wednesday, of course, Dynamite. Uh, we'll get into SmackDown Friday. They'll be post-SmackDown here. I'll be on Busted Open as I am normally on Friday morning at 10 a.m. Tune in there with myself and Mark Henry and Dave LaGreca. Uh, make sure you hit the like or, sub- like or subscribe button. Leave a nice comment. Please be nice. Tell a friend. Uh, you can check it out here on YouTube, Twitch. Subscribe to any of the audio channels if you don't want to see our faces. That's understood. All that good stuff. And, of course, we'll be back next Monday night for another edition of Raw as we count down the end of days for the Thunderdome. He's Chuck. He's Raj. I'm Justin. Have a good night. Have a happy dewdrop. Thanks for joining us. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.